Scott Jackson Show here prior to Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Our pleasure right now to bring in Old Dominion Athletic Director Dr. Wood Seelig as we do Wednesdays with Wood and, of course, lots of news to deal with uh, off of Jeff Jones's retirement uh, earlier this week. Wood, thanks for giving us some time today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? Good. Well, first, let's start with the, the news of the week, obviously, with Jeff Jones retiring. I, I know that... Uh, He'd said throughout that he'd you know, been uh, given a lot of uh, support from you and, and Dr. Hempel uh, making this uh, decision uh, as he went along in the process. Uh, as, as you got the news uh, that he was retiring uh, this week, uh, what, what were your thoughts on, you know, obviously your time with Jeff here and, and also about what that does for you to know it, you know, here prior to, uh, you know, the first of March? You know, obviously, Jeff is a very valuable member. He talked about being, you know, part of a team during his press conference and his announcement. He talked about the value of being part of a team. He's going to miss that. Well, you know, Jeff was the the consummate team player for ODU athletics, and that went beyond just the men's basketball program. And he's going to be a, a tremendous loss for all of us within ODU athletics. He did all the small things. If a, a coach won a championship. He might know what that coach, uh, well, the restaurant that the coach liked, and he'd give him a gift certificate or give her a gift certificate to a restaurant. Or if a team won a, a big game, he might take uh, a bag of bagels or donuts to their practice the next day in person and congratulate them. He would go to baseball events, other sporting events, events, and be he's visible. And it wasn't like he was sending people proxy to do his stuff he would handwrite birthday cards to people in the department he did all this himself and it, it really was a a great show of support and he was a great teammate for all of us within odu athletics so it's more than just a loss for odu men's basketball it's a loss for our department and in true jeff jones fashion you know, he did us a favor when when he came to this realization that it was time to retire he didn't wait until after the final four he didn't wait till late march he knew that the transfer portal opens on march the 18th and he knew that we have three outstanding commits who are coming to odu next year that are going to really bolster our program as incoming freshmen and he wanted to make sure that he left us in the best position possible to retain those three recruits who are ranked in the top 25 in the country as a class already, but also to make sure that the transfer portal worked for us and not against us when it opens on March the 18th, hoping that we might have our situation resolved by that date. Well, you know, now the, the process obviously is underway. I know that you've uh enlisted a i guess we'd call it a search firm is that is that the right way to uh clarify what what these folks are helping you guys do yeah they're not headhunters by any means they are search firms and i've told people that they are going to allow us to shave literally weeks off of our search process because it is a unique time right now a lot of vacancies occur after a conference tournament is over or during the NCAA tournament, and and most of the schools have finished playing for the season, so it's a natural time for people to be looking and people to be interviewing. But here it is, still February. Everybody is still playing. College basketball tournaments have not begun, 
So if we want to talk to any head coach, if we want to get in front of any assistant coach, it's awkward for me as an athletic director to be calling other athletic directors, staff members, be they head coaches or assistant coaches. A search firm can be that intermediary and can make an inquiry on behalf of Old Dominion and see if a head coach or an assistant coach has interest in ODU, if they would be interested in talking to us either at the end of the season or perhaps get on a Zoom while the season is ongoing and have a conversation with us. It allows us to get that much further ahead at a critical time. It also allows us to find out if they have an agent, who the agent is, what is their contract, Assistant coaches now have contracts. Assistant coaches have buyouts. What are the buyouts for assistant coaches? What are the buyouts for head coaches? Is that something we can afford, or is it beyond our means? What are they making right now? You know, maybe it's too much. Maybe it's out of the realm of possibility for our financial situation. So a search firm, they have huge databases and it would take me weeks to contact everyone that we might be interested in, get in touch with that coach or that agent, and find out all that information. All I'd be doing for, for weeks would be researching, and we would not be making any progress, any forward progress, in getting to interview and communicate, talk with prospective head coaching candidates. So uh, a search firm is absolutely vital at this point for the success of our search. Dr. Woodseeley's with us here, Old Dominion Athletic Director, talking uh, about the uh, basketball search uh, here with the Scott Jackson Show prior to Auto Sports Radio. 94.1 joins us via the Ballyhoo's guest line. Is there an ideal number of candidates, or is this kind of, yeah, we're going to put it a uh, wide net out and you know talk to as many people as possible that we feel comfortable with, or are you going to just start, and then if you hit one you really like, just kind of stop there? How, how does that part of it work? Since we have no internal candidates, and I don't mean that to be dismissive of any of our coaches on staff, but since there are none that we would consider to be our next head coach, we want to cast as wide a net as possible. And we are looking at head coaches at the Division One level. We'll look at head coaches who've had great success, say, at the Division Two level. We'll look at assistant coaches who might have ties to ODU or who might be at Power 5 programs and have been surrounded with success, who've been you know, ha had great mentors over their careers. So it truly is a wide-open search. There are no leaders in the clubhouse at this time. And the good thing for ODU is you know, there are 32 conferences, and to me, there are 32 really, really good jobs in the country in college basketball. Any coach wants to be at the highest resourced and the highest supported program in that respective league. And for ODU in the Sunbelt Conference for men's basketball, ODU has the best facilities, we have the best fans, we have the best budget, we have the best history and tradition, and we've got the best job in our league. And it doesn't stop just in the Sunbelt Conference. It goes across the country as a non-Power 5 being one of the best basketball jobs in all of college basketball. So we are in a very good position going forward to attract some tremendous candidates to ODU. 
So on the, on these when these interviews take place, uh, obviously you're you're a part of them. I would imagine uh, the president is part of them as well, uh, Dr. Hempel. Uh, who who else is is a part of these interviews as they go forward? Yeah, that is a presidential preference, and historically, uh, you know, I've I've been with a number of presidents. Some like to go with a large committee that might include donors, that might include athletic administration, it might include members from the community. Others want to keep a small, tight-knit group. Uh, This search committee will be led by President Hemphill, myself, and our VP for Finance and Administration, Chad Reed. It'll be a three-person search committee. It'll be nimble. It'll be flexible. And we will try and move very quickly and efficiently. Yeah, I was going to ask you about timing, but you know, clearly, with the way seasons could go along for some of these these uh, candidates, it's hard to say. I'm sure it's pr- kind of open ended. Is that, is that the best way to put it? Very open ended. Uh, you know, obviously, some of the candidates that we've identified that we might have interest in could very well be playing in Phoenix, uh, April sixth to April eighth. Uh, so then you have to ask yourself and ask a potential candidate, could he accept the job if, if we're interested and perhaps work both at the same time? Uh, you know, or is that an untenable situation for that candidate? In which case you have to make a decision, are we willing to wait or do we just move on to other potential candidates? Is there certain characteristics that you would say you're looking for in this in this person who's going to take over the program? Got to have a recruiter. Yeah, you. I don't care if, if you're John Wooden these days. You can be the best basketball coach. Uh, if, if you don't have the horses, if you don't have the recruits, you are not going to win basketball championships. You know, it's the old saying, what is it? You know, the, you know, the Kentucky Derby was never won by a donkey or a nag. You're, you're not going to win college basketball games with a bunch of nags out there. You've got to have talent. So we need a first-class phenomenal recruiter who can attract high school talent, who can work the transfer portal not only to attract student athletes here, but we have to be have someone who can develop relationships to retain that talent. Because let's be honest, if we get the type of kids we want to get here at ODU who are going to be good academic students and really good uh, athletes, they're going to attract attention from schools above us that are going to notice them and want to bring them to their campuses after they've excelled at ODU. We've got to be able to resist that. We've got to be able to have them have relationships with our head coach and our coaching staff that even if the NIL collective money is greater at another school, maybe they stay here because this is where they feel the most comfortable. It's where they have the greatest support, and it's all because of relationships. Think about Jason Henderson, our phenomenal linebacker for football. He had chances to go to Big Ten schools, to go to Power Five schools after his record-breaking year two years ago, and he turned all that down to remain here at Old Dominion. That doesn't happen unless you have a coach like Ricky Ronnie, a defensive coordinator like Coach Seiler. You have to have that type of personnel on your staff. So we need that kind of character and those kind of individuals as a part of our head coach and staff to grow this program into the championship program that we know we can become. 
in terms of, you know, you mentioned the, the part about, look, people are always coming after your best of the best. I mean, you've had two coaches, permanent head coaches, obviously a couple of interims there in the last 23 years. Uh, is there any, you know, I guess concern uh, on your side of it when you're looking at the next coach that this may be somebody that would use this as a stepping stone, you know, and this is like, okay, here's a good three-year opportunity and then I'm going to go on to the next big school or, or is that something you just can't really worry yourself about? Uh, President Hipphill and I spoke specifically to that situation, Scott, and we are both in the same camp. If we have someone who is here for three or four years and runs off a couple NCAA tournament appearances and gets us a top 25 caliber program and we lose that individual, we will take that every single time because that means we are nationally prominent. That means we are dominating our league and our level, and we are a program that others are recognizing from around the country. So I have no problem with turnover. Uh, as, as I will probably tell candidates, we want them to succeed. We want them to have opportunities to go elsewhere. Certainly we hope that they'll stay here as long as we can possibly keep them. But we're going to have a nice little buyout. If they want to go somewhere else, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get a nice buyout on their exit to go get the next coaching staff. Well, and then, of course, get to play their team, right, especially if it's a big boy. Uh, you, want, you want to play them as well. Yes, uh, that's an interesting, believe it or not, and I'm not trying to brag, um, you know, that's been a clause that's been in contracts for some time now. And when I was at Western Kentucky with Dennis Felton, Dennis uh, ran three straight NCAA tournament appearances back to back to back before he took the Georgia job. And, And he was afraid to sign a new contract that would have a super big buyout. Uh, because he felt like maybe the, the next school that would, would be looking to hire him would pause on hiring because they didn't want to pay that exorbitant sum to buy him out. So we were talking about other ways that a school who lost a coach could perhaps uh, be compensated for their loss. And it was Dennis Felton who suggested, why don't if, if I leave for another school that is you know, Power Five-like, I promise you I will schedule you, Western Kentucky, for a home-and-home within three years of my departure. And so we put that in his contract, and that was the first time it was ever in. That was back in 2002-2003. So that goes back over 20 years. Now schools have have copied that, whether it's basketball, football, uh, and we put that in all of our contracts. And ironically, every time – I've seen that in the coaching contract. It is very frequent that the school that lost the coach ends up beating that coach yes. at their new school at, at some point, whether it's the game on the road or the game that's the return game. That school has success in that basketball series and, and generally will go 500 in many cases. Well, appreciate uh, all the information today, Wood. Uh, obviously, uh, a very exciting time for fans, anxious as well. They want to see what's what's going to happen here, and I'm sure as you guys do as well as you get out and meet all these uh, fine candidates. So we appreciate your time, and of course, we'll be checking in next week with you see how things are going. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Scott. Thank you for your help and your support. You got it. Uh, Dr. Wood Seelig, Old Dominion Athletic Director with us here, Scott Jackson Show, prior to get on Sports Radio. 94.1, we're brought to you by Larry King Law. 
All right, it is uh, football at four. Thanks to Wood Seelig for joining us to break down the ODU coaching search. Obviously, we'll continue, you know, to update you daily if more information comes out with stuff uh, in regards to the search. Um, the NFL PA has released their uh, polling from their uh, from their members about franchises and who are the worst and who are the best. Uh, when it comes to a lot of different factors, but the main thing that comes to come away with from this thing is it's very fascinating uh, because the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> who are the Super Bowl champions, remain one of the lowest-rated teams in the survey. Wow! Um, and for the second straight year, um, the Commanders were thirty-second overall. Well, a yeah. lot of this is based on you know treatment of players, um, the workplace environment. Um, and they also have information about coaches and owners. Now, remember the commander's ownership thing did not flip over until you know July, right before training camp. So all the implementations did not quite get in for Josh Harris. Josh Harris actually scored very well uh, on this with uh, the players. They have a separate part for the owners. You know who did not score very well with the commander's players? I would think maybe the coach. Yeah, Ron Rivera was 31st out of 32 coaches, which is interesting. Because I always felt like the players liked him. But apparently not this year. To his face, maybe. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so the worst was no surprise, and he was the first one out the window, was Josh McDaniels, followed by Rivera and then Arthur Smith, all three of which have been fired. Um, Dennis Allen, who kept his job, was 29th. Really? In the NFLPA survey. Yeah. Did Jeremy take the survey? Yeah, I think our friend Jeremy did take the survey. Uh, so anyway, but what's weird is about this this survey and again a lot of it is about facilities about like like perks for players uh families you know a lot in you know somebody explained this to me a few years ago and i didn't really i didn't really thought a lot about it but it makes a lot of sense that for a lot of the players this day and age that come into the professional ranks especially if you're coming from big universities like in the big 10 the sec um you know even some of the PAC schools and the big, the other big, the Big 12, ACC, some of them leave colleges that have better facilities than their NFL facility. That's a good go point. To. That's a good point. And they have better perks. <clears throat> so sometimes I laugh about that. And I'll never forget a bunch of years ago uh, when I was working up in D.C., the radio station, we were uh, we were owned by the uh, the Redskins. It was when I was working with Red Zebra, and we, we used to have this combine thing where we'd have people come in, and they would do all the combine tests at, at the facility in the bubble. And then afterwards, there would be a, a tour of, of uh, then Redskins Park, which is now, you know, I call it the command center. But anyway, I don't know what they're calling it. That's what it should be Yeah, called. well, they got some corporate name involved. Didn't Adam Peters call it Commander's Park yesterday? He did, he did, which it is. I mean, it's technically, he's right. It just sounds very it's weird, jarbly. Anyway, and I'll never forget doing these tours with, with fans and listeners, and they would always say the same thing. Man, this weight room is really small. Like this, this training room kind of sucks. Uh, we had better facilities at my college. My high school was better. My lifetime fitness is better than this place, and and it happened over and over. And I knew the place was bad because I had heard it from former players and heard it from current players. Like, geez, this place not good enough, you know. And it's you know certainly not as good as what they have in Baltimore um, with the Ravens, um, with their ginormous facility. The Eagles have an amazing facility, and they, they score very well in this thing every year. And, um, you know, the Chiefs have some older stuff. They don't – Arrowhead's older. They don't score well. It doesn't deter you from winning, but it's certainly, you know, one of these things that's interesting, right, when you, when you get to a um, – when you get to free agency – 
So this is the second annual team report card. And, you know, again, it's it's pretty interesting to see where the teams fail and succeed um, in all these different categories. And then the overall uh, grading of it all as well. And again, treatment of family, food and cafeteria, nutritionist, uh, training staff uh, is a big part of it. Weight room. And again, the coaches are in here. Now the owners as well. And uh, they, they've got them all for every team. But it's it's kind of co- it's kind of a cool pull back the curtain situation because some of these teams are very you know cocky about who they are and what they do. And then you see how crappy they <laughs> were. They not spending the money. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Chiefs again thirty uh, out of the thirty two teams are thirty first. Treatment of families D plus. Treated wow. Taylor Swift pretty well though. I guess so. And, and Mrs. Kelsey, but maybe not for did. everybody else. Maybe uh, Nicole Hardman's family doesn't get the, the same kind of treatment. Cafeteria food in Kansas City is a C minus. What did you got Kansas City barbecue and you get a C minus? What well, is clearly, wrong with you? Clearly, Andy Reid's doing all right uh, with it. Uh, nutritionist dietitian uh, gets an F. Uh, the locker room gets an F. Training uh, room gets a D. Training staff gets an F. Weight room C plus. Strength coach is C plus. Team travel D. A plus for the head coach. And get this, the beloved Hunt family is an F minus. They have the lowest rated ownership group in the entire NFL. How do you get an F minus? They give the Hunt family an F freaking minus in this survey. That's wow. not that's not great. No, it's wild, isn't it? I mean just show I mean again, all this says to me is Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan because he's holding this whole thing together, right? Oh, and, that's and Andy Reid is and Andy Reid is is uh, Phil Jackson. But it's wild, man. I mean, wow. it's not a it's not that's not a great that's not great number F for sure. F minus. F minus for the Chiefs. Ownership. They got the worst. that's the worst lowest rated ownership group in all the NFL. Remember Dan Snyder was gone, so that helped them. But the Dolphins and the Vikings are one and two for the second straight year. Um and again, by the numbers, uh they are they are way above everybody else. And the second tier is the Packers and the Texans are also in there. Um Philadelphia, Jacksonville, uh, 49ers. Bottom five, 28 through 32. Pittsburgh, New England. That's wild, right? Wow. What did you do with all that, those Super Bowl uh, checks there, Mr. Kraft? Uh, the Chargers, not surprising. Kansas City, you know, not, I'm not surprised because I saw it last year, but it is somewhat surprising. Right. And obviously Washington, which is not surprising at all. The Cowboys had the biggest drop in grade due to mainly the lack of resources in their training room. Which apparently was a common problem around the NFL, they're saying. And remember, all these guys come from like personal trainers, their own thing in the offseason, and whatever they're getting in their own facilities isn't enough. It's kind of weird, right? Like, really, Jerry? Really? I mean, Jerry Jones, nobody makes more money by a billion than the Cowboys. You, you created an AI version of yourself that people can talk to, <laughs> but you don't have a good weight room? Come on! Oh, man, that's Jeez. funny. Yeah. Maybe they could ask AI Jerry. Here, here's my favorite now. story of them all. Okay, get, sit down for this. <laughs> oh, I okay. will. The Arizona Cardinals came under heavy criticism for crit, heavy criticism for their working conditions in, in 2022. They have since replaced the floors in their weight room, and they have since stopped charging for after hours meals. They were charging sorry, their own what? people to use their <laughs> oh cafeteria God. after hours. Like if you so if you stayed late to get oh you know like God. film study in. You were punished for, for working late and, and wow. needing food. 
No wonder why Bruce Arians was sending his coaches home yeah. on time every every year when he was. Here's my other my favorite gosh. one. The, the, you know, again, you, again, this is what quarterbacks can do for organizations, wow. right? Joe Burrow, another guy who's who's put, shining up a turd in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow uh, and the Bengals. The, the Bengals are now just starting offering three meals a day, but get this: only on Wednesdays. <laughs> what? <laughs> only on Wednesdays can you get three meals if you're the Bengals. Wow. So think about it. They have these. Players in for these early, these early, uh, you know, pr- uh, meetings. So they need breakfast, right? Uh, workouts. They lift sometimes before they go out in the field. Early meetings, and they want them to stay late because they want them to do film study and all the wow. extra crap. But they're not going to offer them three meals, but but uh, one day a week in Cincinnati. I mean, I had heard some terrible things about the Bengals. Have we ever let Doc Walker do that with us? He's got some great stuff. He I mean, has not told us any stories. I think yet. one time they they stuck him in a cab to send him to the hospital to get an X-ray in his <laughs> uniform. Uh, when he and then again, <laughs> some of this stuff's from the '70s, so you're like, okay, couldn't be that bad. Well, clearly still. not much has changed, right? But maybe maybe so. Anyway, wow, it's pretty wild uh, to see this stuff. Um, okay, but anyway, it, it's a fun it's a fun list to go through. And again, the teams you think are ultra successful, you'd be like, wow, they would never do something like that. But yeah, yet they do. But they're really crappy at it. Oh, man. 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. Hey, don't forget, it's uh, What's Your Rank Wednesday. Most delusional fan bases. We'll get to that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Um, so, you know, we said the Patriots didn't score well. Well, when it comes to Patriots culture, it's about to be a big change. Maybe they'll score better. We'll get to that coming up next. Scott Jackson's your priority on sports radio. 94.1 brought to you by Larry King Law. James with him. Scott, your sports center. And we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. 5 o'clock, what's your rank? Wednesday, dealing with delusional fan bases. Um, one other thing from this Players Association report card that I missed earlier that I have to share. Um, <laughs> the Chargers, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, um, have... Uh, have a, have a thing where they have family they have um, a family daycare situation daycare situation during the games right for the players wives or whatever if they have you know a kid that they want to put the daycare said sitting watching the stands or whatever so family treatment was a was it was uh, important with some teams and improved in some teams but not with others it was noted that the Chargers bill their players you ready for this seventy five dollars wow. for one child in a game day daycare. And fifty dollars for an additional kid. <laughs> wow! So what's a game? Three hours. So it's like twenty-five an hour. I mean, I guess it's L.A. Maybe that's probably the going Although, rate to be a babysitter. You know, it's a as, going rate of a babysitter. As someone who needs a babysitter, yeah. there there are parents on that are listening to this right now saying they only pay what? Yeah, right. But again, for one game, it's uh, you know, if you have, if you have, boy, God help you if you got more than two kids, you're in real trouble. Mm-hmm. But I guess, hey, you know what? They make a lot of money, so they spend a lot of well, money. Some Patrick of them make Ewing a lot said. of money. Yeah, it's so good. All right. Uh, anyway, that cracked me up. Not as good as the Bengals. Somebody also pointed out to me. Do you remember the Bengals were charging guys to use towels? That's right. That was last year. Oh my year. gosh, you, I do not yes, remember that. that. Was that was part oh of last year's gosh. thing? They used to charge players for towels. <laughs> Like I said to this person, I said, look, they have historically been a horrible franchise and they, and they continue to be, you know, again, it's, you know, Joe Burrow, a quarterback's a great deodorant for a lot of these franchises. Like they, they cover up a lot of the problems clearly. in the case of the chiefs. Clearly uh, it's the, the coach and the quarterback are hiding a lot of things that people aren't very satisfied with there, but it's wild. All right. Seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, 94, uh, 94. Um, so Gerard Mayo had to play cleanup today. The new coach of the Patriots, of course, the uh, Hampton native um, 
had to clarify uh, some rhetoric about the organization's vision for the future made by uh, Director of Scouting Elliot Wolf, who uh, told reporters on Tuesday the Patriots are looking to move forward with an open, kind of less hard-ass type of vibe in the building. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love it. Uh, Mayo said, it's going to be different, but at the same time, I would say Bill did a great job for a long period of time. I don't want to... I don't want you in the media to take that as this is because we're changing their shots towards the previous regime. In saying that, we will do things differently moving forward. But at the end of the day, we would like to replicate the success that the prior regime has had. I learned a lot from Bill and also his staff. Now uh, we'll see what that chapter looks like in this franchise. Like, there's no question Elliot Wolf was taking a shot at Bill Belichick of by course, saying that. Of course, of course he was. And, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with it necessarily. I mean, what he's saying, I mean, clearly no other team was interested in having that environment in their building either. No. So nobody else, you know, went went after him. And then the, the astonishing thing is, if completely accurate, the fact that the um, Atlanta Falcons you know claim that he didn't ask for anything like in terms of a front office power and they still thought it wasn't worth the squeeze yeah it says a lot that's right? true yeah that's wild to me when when um arthur blank came out and said no no he wasn't asking for full control <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> all right and you still didn't take him wow okay that's interesting anyway all right seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four bill williamsburg wants to jump in on this some of the caleb williams you were hitting earlier what's up bill Bill, you with us? There we go. Now we got him. Hey, now we got you, Bill. What's up, man? Oh, yeah, you, you're oh, on. Hey, uh, yeah, the, the um, you know, uh, you know that he wants to go to the Bears if he says if they ask him a question, he says, "Oh, the Bears." Then you know he's a Bear fan. But if he's not saying that, he's probably not interested in the Bears much. Um, you know, there's the superstition of walking down that sidewalk on the uh, Dr Pepper commercial. Uh, and he and he and he poo poos all the uh, superstition things. Well, look at his bad luck. He's got two team teams to pick from now: the Bears or the, or the Washington team. So that shows that those things going under the ladders and stuff aren't doing him much favor. Hey, um, I want to also say uh, Skippy had a dream. Uh, Skippy the cat, the cat. He had a dream that the that the uh, Commanders won the Super Bowl. And I said, Skippy, who who can run like a who can stand in a pocket like a grizzly bear? And he dreams in animals. He doesn't dream in people. Say, so who can stand in a pocket like a grizzly bear and run out of a pocket when they don't have any protection like a rabbit? And how, who can molecularly morph themselves into a snake along the ground and somehow put the ball under their chin so they don't, so they can crawl on their hands and not get their knees in the ground and still not be down? Who could do that? And Skippy said, well, the closest animal to that. Uh, that can morph like that, the person would be um, Justin Fields. He thought Justin Fields was the uh, guy that could do all that. So maybe we're looking at the wrong player. We're, we need to get Justin Fields because uh, he is a high State and uh, like a high State a lot. Wow. Skippy is now a <laughs> Justin Fields fan. Unbelievable. Did not see that coming today. Thank you for the call, Bill. Fascinating. So, Bill, um, again, he is a talking cat if you're unaware of this. Uh, Skippy. And Skippy now wants Justin Fields here. Yeah. <laughs> James, you seem surprised or, I, or, or miffed. I, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. 
I, I I hope we're learning things as we go here. We're definitely and, learning. And, some and if and if we're and if we're thinking about Justin Fields, I don't know how much we're learning. I, yeah, I, don't, well, listen, I don't know. This man's cat just told you that Justin Fields can morph into all these. Well, other then animals. this man's cat can pay Justin Fields the twenty plus million next year and have to work out a new contract. This is a great text from somebody. Um, said Philip Rivers is the reason the Chargers put that fee in because <laughs> he had the ten kids. Seven five seven Bolts fan also says Rivers must have broke the bank at his game day or he overwhelmed the staff <laughs> oh the philip rivers family joke that's how they were paying for the free agents they were bringing in to try and help philip rivers. right that's exactly what they must have been doing um oh boy 757 says due to this rating not sure if they have been consistent over the years seems like the most successful teams i.e Steelers, chiefs patriots are on to something with the facilities and the management <laughs> maybe the struggling teams might ask for tours and advice on how to lower rankings to increase success yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, but hey, maybe when you're a big brand and you're winning, you can say, hey, what else do we have to offer? Just come here. You know what I mean? Yeah, what do you want? Too bad. I, I, I think there's, again, some place. Surprising is New England, right? And that's a little surprising. Yeah, to me, that was but, weird. But maybe now we know why Tom Brady had his uh, guy, uh, Alex Guerrero, right? TB12, you know, he had his own thing going on. And they had to go up in the suite, remember right? that? That's right. In the end, they had to go hide up, upstairs. So apparently the Patriot Dynasty show has dropped on Apple. I've, that's part of my homework assignment this weekend to uh, to watch that and do a report, you know, do a book report next week on it. I I, I almost solely want to watch that because of the whole Malcolm Butler. That's the only reason I want to watch it. I, I want to find. I need it. answers. Yeah, I need to jump into that right away and uh, find out what in the world happened. Again, dressed out, but yet never allowed on the field. But he could play special teams. What? And you're getting killed at halftime. Do you want to win another Super Bowl? Or you want to lose? Yeah, thanks. Very weird. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. we got more tickets to give away, so let's do that right this second. Uh, this time, it is going to be uh, the tickets to 21 Savage American Dream Tour uh, coming up at Veteran United Home Loans Amphitheater on Tuesday, June 4th. Tickets, uh, we got two uh, a pair of tickets for that, that show. Uh, brought to you by LiveNation.com. Uh, so let's do caller. Let's do the first caller. 757-687-9494. Uh, you can win tickets to 21 Savage American Dream Tour coming up on uh, June 4th at Veteran United Home Loans Amphitheater. That's June 4th. It's a Tuesday, if you're wondering. All right. Scott Jackson, show priority on sports radio 94.1. Hey, good news. FedEx Field is no longer. We'll get to that next year. On uh, the Scott Jackson Show, Priority on Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. All right. Uh, gather, gather the family around the radio at 5 o'clock. It is uh, What's Your Rank Wednesday as we get to delusional fan bases. This is sure to start some fights and some anger. Uh, hopefully we'll have security available tonight to get us out of the building, James, to the cars. Um, congratulations to Richard Chesapeake, by the way, wins tickets to 21 Savage, the American Dream Tour. Um Coming up on June 4th at Veteran United Home Loans Amphitheater. All right, we're going to give away the Richmond race tickets. Um, Toyota Owners 400. Coming up on March 31st, we'll be doing that uh, in the next hour. So be listening for your shot to win. For your shot to win. All right, so FedEx Field is no more. Uh, it officially ended today. Now, no, the stadium in Landover is still there. It's just not called FedEx Field anymore. Aww. The naming rights has been pulled out by um, FedEx, the packaging delivery uh, company, and the um, they did it two years early. Uh, then, they, then they had to do it. Apparently, there was a clause in the contract, an early out, if you will. So they took it, and now 
commanders are in search for a new naming a new name for the stadium which is going to be confusing because i mean it's been fedex field forever oh yeah but let's be honest it is a house of horrors that it it has not been good branding for fedex i mean i have to admit i've almost wanted to go out of my way to use a different overnight carrier just because i think (laughs) of how crappy of a stadium that had been and how many bad memories i had going there um, in my lifetime, I've, you know, going to, what are the other ones like DHL or, um, UPS, you can go to UPS, obviously postal service. Yeah. You can just the old school postal service. Although do they get rid of overnight for the postal? I say, I think they did. It's very restrictive. Well, express isn't always express, right? You're not really guaranteed to get it overnight. No, but anyway, carrier pigeon sometimes better than all these combined. But anyway, the shipping giant, um, again, bought the naming rights in 1999 which was really the last really good season they had in that stadium. Okay, 2012 was fun. Uh, you know, 99 and 2012. That's There's your list. Um, 205 million at the time. And um, the move will cost the commanders roughly 15 million in remaining revenue uh, as the deal leaves. But if they do get a naming rights partner, obviously they can recuperate it. And, and the one thing that Josh Harris has not had a problem doing is getting new business um, since he's been the owner Very of the true. team. And he's poured a lot of the money he's made back into that terrible stadium. I mean, they, they're, like, they're stuck with the stadium until another deal gets done. And I know right now, on the old C-SPAN, they're kicking it around um, in Congress about what they're going to do with this uh, federal land where RFK is o- where is located. Well, the, de- <laughs> the place formerly known as RFK, I mean, it's falling to pieces right now as we speak. Where obviously, if it goes to control, uh, goes to the district's control and is no longer federal land, they can do what they choose with it, you know, most likely. Hey, Josh Harris, come on down, yeah, buddy. Yeah. And uh, apparently the only person that's opposed so far, and you're going to be surprised to hear this, was the representative from Maryland because they want to keep the team out there in Landover. Uh, of course they yeah. do. But again, as I've as I said to you before, if this whole thing falls apart with Potomac Yards with the um, Wizards and Capitals, they could just go back to the old neighborhood because that was the original U.S. Air Arena hood on the other side of uh, 495 back in the day. But anyway... The um, the naming rights will be up for grabs. Apparently, the person, one of the guys that is involved with the 49ers, Al Guido, uh, is going to be the person, his consulting firm, Elevate, will lead the uh, look for the naming rights for the commanders. I hope it's nothing as cheesy as Levi Stadium. i got to be honest with you. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope it fits better than a pair of jeans. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know what the naming what they'll end up on but yeah it's you know it, it needs a cleanse right like it needs um it, it definitely needs a cleanse it's can, needed for a long time can it be like a power washing company perhaps a, a plumbing <laughs> agency or something like that yeah yeah can remember they didn't have hot water this year yeah um by the way the rfk bill just passed on the senate floor onto the senate excuse me on the house floor and now it goes to the senate and they only use 20 or 40 minutes allotted to make the vote happen. Well, Apparently a lot of these guys have dinner reservations Seem pretty simple, I guess. Yeah, it is pretty simple. I mean, it's kind of stupid that, and this happens, there's there's a lot of these lands in D.C. that are federally owned or run, um, and it's kind of frustrating. But anyway, so that's, that's a good step. Step one to getting them back in there, but it's still going to take a while, you know, to build the stadium and to do it the right way. But that is definitely step one. So on the day the FedEx strips the name off the off the current stadium the rfk bill getting some momentum so that that appears to be as they would say a a good sign moving forward here 
All right, this NFLPA report card thing, I felt like we, I really feel like we should have done an entire show on this today. There's so many more morsels of all this stuff that's coming out, besides in who's bad, who's good stuff, but just funny. I mean, the, the, stand, the Charger thing about, you know, uh, the Charger thing for the daycare service is one thing, but this Cincinnati, you get one day a week where you get three meals in the facilities. <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's hilarious crazy to me. me. So... Is there a lot of Uber Eats drivers pulling up to the Cincinnati, uh, you know, Cincinnati Stadium or what? I mean, I guess there must be. Can you go into the kitchen? I wonder in Cincinnati and cook your own meal. I mean, are you allowed to bring in food, to, you know, to make yourself? That would be a fascinating reality show if they decided <laughs> to do that. <laughs> um, you know, and, the, and again, the Chiefs just failing at all these things. No wonder Taylor Swift had to make the whole team pop tarts. That's a good point. Well, I was only the offensive lineman. That's a good point. She though. made them homemade pop tarts because apparently their uh, <laughs> their cafeteria sucks. <laughs> so Taylor Swift has to come in there and you know make pop tarts oh, for everybody. Oh gosh, that's the real reason the Mama Kelsey's there too. She's cooking for everyone. That's good. She's right. bringing food. We've had some good ideas for FedEx Field. How about Roto Rooter Stadium? <laughs> yes, perfect. Perfect. That's perfect. Yes, I like that one. Um, Need Spanx apparel to sponsor a stadium. Bolts fan. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. Oh, boy. All right, 757-687-9494. How about, uh, how about Harry Ghouls as a new name? <laughs> Spirit Halloween Stadium, that's yours. That's good. I like that. I mean, they show up everywhere anyway. You might as well. Pittsburgh Ross says, uh, "When I win the race tickets, do I have to come to Norfolk to claim them?" Look at look at Ross calling his shot. Oh my gosh, Ross! Ross, you, you trying to pull a rich? You trying to pull a rich? It worked for Rich though. He won two days that it later. Did, that it did. And no, they come to your email. Yeah, they get, you guys get him email. Yeah, you get him email as well. Um, That's the only way we're going to be able to drag Ross out of the cabin. Anyway, yeah, Ross just said a funny point. He said, "Welcome to the real world, college guys. Now that you're paying your own way, hire a personal trainer." Hashtag TB12. <laughs> Buy your own weights. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Buy your own weights. You know, get you know get uh, you know go get yourself one of those. Um, what are those bikes that everybody loves? Um, with the commercials. Oh, All those Peloton. Peloton. Things, yeah. You just have a Peloton, right? Get yourself a Peloton. What's, or the weight room that I, I don't even see the commercials anymore. So I don't know if the company went out of business where there was the weight mirror and LeBron James was doing it and the person like you have a personal That's, trainer. I think that is still Peloton. I think is Peloton, that a Peloton makes thing those. Too? Yeah, that's a scary I thing. I think right? they do. 757 says, why not name the Commander Stadium Waste Management Stadium? <laughs> Jokes just write themselves. Does that mean we'd have to like have green alternate jerseys yeah. if that's the case? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's true. That could happen. It could happen. I mean, with all the different companies that are owned by this the, this large group, they have, I'm sure somebody's got a company that gets some money to you know throw into some advertising. We call the end zone the trash compactor. Exactly. All right, seven five. I don't mind that. Seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. All right. What's your rank Wednesday coming up next? The most delusional fan bases in all of sports. We'll give you our top five on the other side here on the Scott Jackson Show. Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham's got your Sports Center.